This is the Weird is the New Black Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 60 of the Weirdest New Black Show. Uh reason why I just cracked up is because uh, my guest and I were just talking about uh, voices, deep voices, and the intro definitely was just pouring it on. I didn't realize what I was doing until I did it, but yeah, so yeah, I'm here with my guest. Uh, <laughs> All right, wait a minute. Let me set the stage no, up no, real no, quick. No, 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 no. Let me start over. No, no. Run it through. Run it through. I run it through. All right. <clears throat> doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. So, boom. I'm here with a very, very, very interesting uh, individual. Someone that I followed on Instagram via my other accounts. That I will not make public right now because the streets ain't ready. I repeat, the streets are not ready. This brother here makes content not just any content he creates content of an adult nature of a sexual nature okay and no else black sexual nature cuz and i fucks with it this brother here goes by the name of black glove of black glove bdsm i want to hear a round of applause out there in these streets when i say this shit okay i'll say it again black glove bdsm sir how do you feel this man, you're not good for my health. You're not good for my ego. Don't, nobody talks about me like this, man. Come on. Like, I told you, I told you before we got on the air, don't do that. You did it anyway. <laughs> come, on, about, come on. Come on. You put me on the spot like that. Come on, man. It's like, you know, um. I appreciate it, but dang. <laughs> like, and nobody's ever, nobody's ever said what you said in that order, in that way, and made me think about it. I'm sitting like, talking about me. You guys are talking about me. Cause, look, man, I've, I've seen the content and it just, it was dope to me because again, when you're talking about adult entertainment, seeing people like us, black folks, shout out to Juneteenth, what up? Yeah, right. Um, when we're in those films, primarily it appears like we're on some fuck shit. Whether the brother got some corn roses, got out of jail, wearing some Timberlands and hats and it's all he got on and the women are just, you know, on some like some wild shit. You never have. You never seen intimacy portrayed in a way where it's natural, where it's organic. Like you gotta, you gotta go deep. You gotta find like indie adult filmmakers to find anything that's kind of like that. You gotta go back to like the late 1990s, early 2000s, like Evan Hunter, like, like right, like right in between Janet Jackson's hiatus, like right after she was like the next best thing. Then she showed out and came back with like the new nasty crew. She came back again. Mm-hmm. But like, you got your Helen Hunters, you got your Vanessa Blues, um, even Kitten before she went off of the nasty, the nastier route, like that was mm-hmm. coming later. But like, that's not what I've made. Like, <laughs> like you, like, all right. So like, I, but like, like you said, like, so like my main reasoning for starting Black Love BDSM was because being a pervy, individual like you know um <laughs> present company included you know you want to see your you porn is kind of an escape for everybody so you want to see yourself if you are a dude who likes 
you're a white dude who likes white girls, um, giving you head from like, you know, you know, point of view, you get that straight up. You can just look it up. Mm-hmm. If you type in just POV, the first thing you're going to pop up is that you have to type in so many things to find us, our stuff. Like, and I'm, and on top of that, like, I'm even trying to change the hashtags. Mm-hmm. Like my actual, my actual black, my, I have two hashtags, black space glove space BDSM. And black love BDSM all one word are actually coming up now mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the hashtags when I'm putting my videos up. So I'm like trying to change it so you can find me mm-hmm. or find black BDSM or ebony and not ebony BDSM, black BDSM. Right. right. And then it got to a point where my first year I shot all black people or people of color, I should say, mm-hmm. because I did have one very, very fair skinned young lady who can pass as white, but she's not. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this year is my first year. I shot a white, I shot with a white chick. She actually won the shoot in a contest. There we go. Uh, she actually won the shoot in a contest and came down from Massachusetts. Oh shit! Yeah, shout out to uh, Blue Eyed Massacres at Blue Eyed Massacres on Instagram. That's my uh, that's my homie. And then um, now I have a. <laughs> I wouldn't like to say like the DMs are popping, but mm-hmm. like I have a a few people who are not POC, who are looking to shoot. And I'm like, and then they always ask the same thing. Do you shoot white people? Do you shoot white people? Mm-hmm. And I kind of put it in my, you know, put my foot in my mouth, putting the word black in my name. Mm-hmm. But the basis of the name itself, black glove is literally because I wear black gloves. And when I'm, when I'm wearing gloves and you've never, like you'll never see me wearing different color glove in the video. Mm-hmm. And that's just simply because of a personal thing I have with bodily fluids. Like, but <laughs> right. if I didn't have that thing, it would just be who knows what it would be. Black knuckles, black knuckles, black, <laughs> yeah, right. black hands. You know black, what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Well, also, I was supposed to say black and blue, but that's already taken by my man's. So right. yeah, shout out, shout out to Black Sim. That dude, I've never met him in person. I've, I don't think I've met Black Sim either. We had the same barber, and we and we never met in person. Like he rough, he rough, he referred his barber to me, mm-hmm. and we have never been on the same. Uh, scruffy boy, you know, schedule where we need to be at the barbershop at the same time. And we work with like some of the same people. Like he's worked with Glam Kitty. Um, I'm going to be working with, uh, um, with a young lady that he worked with earlier this year. I think uh, her name is Small Sprout. Um, and then like we like are, you know, we're in the same network of people, but we have not met each other. Yeah, same here. crazy. Because I know people he's worked with, right. friends, like, we always and like, I consider him like a dude, like you know, like like when I see him, it's gonna be like yo, like it's not like you know, nice to me, you know, no, it's not gonna be like super super formal. It's like yo, because like we've talked, like we've like um, Instagram face chatted and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about the kink kink stuff, like you know, life parties and stuff like that. So yeah, so if you listen to this, if we haven't met by now. To make it happen. You gotta make it happen. Yeah. All three of us gotta get together. No doubt. Like, I was talking, I was telling Glam Kitty, um, I picked up, I picked up a speculum, two speculums from her, yes, uh, last week, uh, for something. I'm just practicing, I'm practicing right now. I'm trying to open somebody up. I don't know what, I don't know why. I just thought it would be interesting, but, um, I'm just looking up on it before I do it. But, um, I told her, I was like, yeah, it's like a bunch of us with the name black in our name. Mm-hmm. We should all just get together and like do a thing. Like, you could host it. And then, like, you know, we all get together, like, you know, Blackson, Black Love, uh, there's uh, somebody, in, I think there's going to be Black Kink in general. It's like, you know, there's so many people. This is Black Kink. It's called the Black on Black on Black BDSO. Yes. <laughs> black on Black on Black. 
Black and black and black. That sounds good. Also, I like how you kicked that line. It was like you brought spectrum because you know to open people up. That's nice. I mean, like it's not even it's not the line. That's literally what I'm trying to do. Like I saw it. I saw some stuff. You know, just looking at stuff, and I was like, oh, let's get some black girls doing that. <laughs> so you know, so I want to see more of it. And it's not even like I've gotten into the point where I'm actually starting to shoot things that aren't my kinks now. Also, mm-hmm. because black people are involved, like. um like SSBBW is not technically my my kink. I have friends who SSBBWs, and they want to get their stuff up there, and that's what I'm here for. I'm like a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Like even when I first started out photography, that's what I did. My first paying clients, like recurring paying clients, were drag queens. Oh shit! Like so, you have all right. So you have their community, mm-hmm. right? Which is. Being that I'm not a member of the community, I don't want to misspeak, but you have cliques, you have people who know people, people who know people who know people you don't like. Mm-hmm. So if you had, and there's not like there's photographer, it's not like there aren't photographers in that community. It's just that everybody's connected to somebody. So when I came in, I was working with the lovely uh, Tina Montgomery, and um, she did um, a, drag, uh, a drag show at CCP years ago. Like the first one, I was there taking pictures, and she asked me when I come to the show, like the real show, and I came and. Boom, I was in the bank, like, for a little bit until, like, uh, I got a, like, a regular job where I had to go to sleep that night. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so man. I, I kind of fell off, but yeah, it was dope. And then, like, I, I've been shooting people of color and not your average side. Like, I have your regular model types, you know, I've shot your regular model types. I've shot eye candy, mixed up, I've shot big girls, I've shot super skinny girls, I've shot technically grandmothers. No, no, actually, I've shot grandmothers. Aunts, uncle, like my old tagline, like my old, well, it was, I should say my old name because it's still my name, Capturotica. This would be Mr. Shooter. Like, <laughs> like I have a, there's a post on my Instagram. It's like, it runs, it's like a gif. It runs through all the words. Mr. Shooter, wife, your mom, your girl, your everything. So that's how we got here. So yeah. But Mr. Shooter, where your mama at? Yep. Listen, I got a whole family. I'm not going to lie. I have a family where I have shot, I guess, technically speaking, three generations over. Like, mom, daughter, and the mom's granddaughter. Like, and not, like, in a sexual way. Right. But, like, that's, like, that's where I'm at. Like, I did a photo shoot with the girl and her mom. I did a shoot with her her sister, and then her daughter, and her and her daughter did one for, like, Easter one year. But, like, yeah, her and her sister were, like, my top, like, new models for a while. And then, like, I just slipped into your family stuff, too, because, like, you know, you know, you trust somebody with their pictures and everything, so. I didn't get to do your wedding, though. Kind of but that's also a lesson to learn. You're going to take somebody's naked pictures, don't expect to do the wedding. <laughs> I meet this photographer. Well, well, so you know, you must, you know, you know, you know, her sister. Yeah, I used to take a picture of her, and then she went blah 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 blah. Now to so yeah, it went down. <laughs> so, so here's the question I just had to mm-hmm. ask you off the top, since we're here. How did you get into the world of BDSM? Hmm. BDSM as a lifestyle or BDSM porn? Let's do both. I was going to say, if you pick one, it's going to slide into the other anyway. Let's let's do both. All right. So, all right. I'm going to try to do this as quick as possible because I'm very long and as you already have uh, probably figured out. Uh, As an erotic photographer, um, 
and a photographer takes pictures at events and stuff. I got a gig in the Northeast taking a picture at this party on Wednesdays in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, while doing these parties, there was an up and coming BBW porn star there, um, who needed a photographer because once again, like people take pictures of what they want and some people don't want to take pictures of big girls. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sure, you know, I'm down. So, uh, we linked up, we started to look some pictures and stuff. I want to say a couple years later, after taking her picture and stuff, she's not like really taken off like that. Mm-hmm. But a couple years later, I'm working in a strip. I'm working at the old Studio 37. A night porn star comes in. I'm not trying to name drop, but so a local porn star who kind of made a you know make good or whatever on her porn career mm-hmm. was hosting. We knew some of the same people. Like I knew her old manager, so um, we don't we both don't like him. So. <laughs> Um, we kind of bonded over that real quick and I yeah, took some pictures of her in the club. She liked them. So she invited me to the crib next day, uh, which is in Delaware. So I, ro- I go down to Delaware. We do the shoot with, um, electrical tape and like some stuff in our, uh, in our, in our living room and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, we link up again. I think we link up, we link up two more times. The third time was a right around the time Anaconda by Nicki Minaj came out. So we did like a kind of like a, like the same pose, you know, like she dropped down basically like the reverse little Kim hardcore pose. Mm-hmm. So she's showing booty instead of everything in the front. So she did that and she had like this blind wig and like her tattoos on the booty all popping and everything. We called it Python. I used the same font. Mm-hmm. It's called big noodle things. I'll never forget it. The mm-hmm. same, the same, <laughs> it's called big noodle things. The font for uh, Anaconda mm-hmm. is big noodle things and it's tilted at like a, at a certain angle or whatever. It's not even straight. It's still at a certain angle. Matter of fact, I used that as my logo for Capture Erotica for like the next couple of years after that. But yeah, so I tilted it. It looked just like Anaconda. It just said Python, mm-hmm. had her name on it, and it was dope. People were, some dude in Delaware tried to, tried to steal it. He still stole it. I'm sorry, he didn't try. He stole it and used it as his like mixtape cover, and we had to like threaten to steal it. Like, I know people just, yeah. So like, it was cool. So fast forward, uh, that fall, I go to my first Exotica, mm-hmm. and um, I meet these guys. Uh, mind you, I'm still not in porn. Mm-hmm. I've just literally worked with an upper comic porn star and a mm, B minus list porn star at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's doing like way much better now. So I go to the um, convention with uh, the BBW porn star, and we meet these guys from Virginia. And, you know, I'm not even shooting. I'm just chilling because I'm just, like, her guest. Because she's like, you know, you roll with me. You're my photographer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Photographer, her driver, her bodyguard. I did all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so we're there. and She's shooting. And I'm just working on, you know, some stuff or whatever. And they see, you know, look over your shoulder. She's like, you did that? And I was like, yeah, it was pictures or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she started having, yeah, you know, he did the joint, you know, the Python joint, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yo, you did that? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so, like, so we become, we, you know, become friendly or whatever. We uh, do some shooting and everything. Um, this is how I get into porn. So we do some shooting with some locals, like some DMV and Philly Tri-State people mm-hmm. in New York. Um, we all get together. We do some shooting over the next couple of years, you know, on and off. Some people, some people, they're, you know, people that don't talk no more mm-hmm. myself included with some people so it's like a whole thing so fast forward to 2015 somewhere along in between there and 2015 i read 50 shades of gray let's put that out there okay 
All right. Now, don't write that down like a bad. No, that's, that's, that's part of the question I got later on, though. You're good, though. <laughs> so, somewhere in between there, I read Fifty Shades of Grey. I believe I turned 25 that year. So, that was six years ago. I read Fifty Shades of Grey. It was interesting. I liked it for what it was and what I didn't know it was supposed to be mm-hmm. for the, at the time. And then, you know, the internet is a hell of a drug. So, I just, you know, started looking up kink and BDSM. And some of the stuff I've seen before, because like you said, real sex, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a little bit of it, but I didn't know it was a thing that people did in real life. You know, I thought it was like an underground, 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 under the, under the underground thing. So, um, 2015, I go to a porn conference in Texas, same porn conference in Texas, Exotica. Mm-hmm. I link up with this guy from, actually from around my way. I didn't even know. And he shows me around with Mr. Marcus. Mr. Marcus is doing, uh, um, was doing a, a documentary on strip clubs. Mm-hmm. So that Sunday after everything was over to do, you know, he invited me to come shoot some B-roll and whatnot. You know, he's like, you got anywhere to be? I was like, I don't got my plane out to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So he takes me out to Onyx. Mind you, I've never been to Onyx in Philly, but I'm in Onyx in Dallas. Oh, shit. So um, we go out, do that, mm-hmm. have a great, like, I mean, I had a great time. Um, and he's like, you know, you're out in Vegas, look me up. You know, you do some work, whatever you did, great. Get back. It's my birthday around, it's around the time of my birthday. My, um, uh, one of my friends, I forgot how we got into to the topic of BDSM. Maybe something about 50 Shades of Grey, but something that she said that, you know, you wouldn't know unless you really were into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I said something back to her and we looked like, mm. so we excused ourselves. Like, you like those? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to this thing called Cherry Noir and I want somebody to go with me. You know, because like, you know, and she had um, recently also broke up with her boyfriend like that year or around that time or something like that. So, and she's been a friend of mine for a long time. So I was like, okay, we're going to go. So we go to Cherry Noir. Dog. It was shit everywhere. And it's kind of crazy because I, I, I want to explain this like a black person would because, because mm-hmm. like a black person who almost had, who almost doesn't know any better would because that's how I felt because I didn't know any better at the time. Mm-hmm. Like there was a dude walking around with like, Shit written on him, like, touch me here. He had, like, a whole, like, Batman utility belt worth of shit on it. Had noise-canceling headphones or possibly music playing in it, something he wanted to hear, and a blindfold, and would just sit in places and just wait for somebody to touch him and do stuff. There was a dude, his name was, I, I, I don't know, I don't know his last name, but his name was Jim. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at three different things. My man's always fly as shit with a boa. I'm dead serious. Like, he always got, like, some fly-ass, like, shiny-ass suit on or whatever, but he has a fucking bow. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm seeing all these times I'm seeing people beat people. I'm hearing these things off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, it's crazy. So, and I'm just watching. So, I meet this other guy's name is Draven. Shout out to Draven. I'm still, you know, an erotic photographer at the time, and I'm, like, trying to get into this. And I'm like, well, I should probably incorporate this into my photography. Mm-hmm. That way I can get, um a little bit more knowledge from people who know what they're doing, you know? So I'll start off. Like I started off as a photographer who was friendly to the kink stuff. And then I got into it after I read some more and stuff like that. And then that's how I got into it. And I was like four years ago, my kink partner, um, Quinn, uh, we both were single at the time. And then we both started dating our current significant others mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time. So we dragged their asses into it. So now my wife is into it. Her boyfriend's into it. We've gone out a few times. I haven't seen her in a while because she moved out to East Bumblefuck. 
I can say fuck, right? Yeah, you can. Fuck all. Okay, fuck, 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 fuck. All right. There was a few times I wanted to say it before, but I wasn't sure. Uh, it fuck's free. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so now, uh, like now this is where I am. Like uh, a couple years ago, I hit up the Philly Black Munch. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot even how I found it. I forgot. I think, um, a random friend who likes kinky shit, like who posts kinky shit or whatever, added me to a group because I post nasty shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just was, I just, like, two groups later, I was in the Philly White Munch, and then it was just, that was it. Now, not everybody, uh, like, people love me. It's kind of weird having people, like, pipe me up. Like, like when I came in, you saying the shit you saying, mm-hmm. and then, like, last week, um, um, the, uh, one of my friends, uh, Mama Q, she was piping me up on the live, and I'm, like, blushing in traffic, like, <laughs> stop talking about me, like, <laughs> So, cause we have like a thing, like we have a, we're have, like this is one of the things, not my kink, mm-hmm. but, and not only am I just shooting it, I'm actually going to be in it. Oh shit. So it's a, it's a smushing, which is like with, uh, with food, like squishy food. So. Okay. My wife, shout out to Indy Stacy Treats. That's my, that's my wife. Uh, she's a baker. And not only does she do like cookies and cups and cupcakes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, cookies, cakes and cupcakes. She does homemade whipped cream and she's working, working on homemade ice cream. We had our first trial last week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a couple, a couple of things we're going to fix with it. The flavor is good. Mm-hmm. Just working on some other things. But, um, but yeah, she made homemade, she's been making homemade whipped creams for, I think since for about a month now. Living. Listen, I don't like whipped cream. Let me, let me put that on the record. I don't like whipped cream. Don't care if it's your dollop of daisy, mm-hmm. ready whip. I don't like it. And my wife has once again broken my taste buds with some homemade shit. Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not like, and just a, just a quick plug. My wife makes baked goods for all occasions, all occasions. You can literally, if you got a weekend where your kid has a trunk party on Friday, you got a kink party on saturday and your church got a bake sale on sunday she'll bake something for all that she'll make a she'll make a uh um a cupcake set with your kids school colors mm-hmm. a penis cake <laughs> <laughs> or like a uh we had this idea we have is, is a bunt cake that it looks like lips and we put a chocolate ball in the in the middle of it and it looks like a ball gag so you got a ball gag cake for your thing on saturday and then you know you have your, your sheet cake you know because you gotta have sheet cake at church so, you know, you got your sheet cake or your bunt cake for church. Like, it's everything. Not to mention the homemade whipped cream is perfect to lick off your partner. Well, no. We already have, we already have testimonials for it. We're going to, we got to get them together. But she's already sold it. It's already been tested. It's, apparently, it goes with whatever your partner tastes like. Yep. Sorry. Uh, the silence is here. My mind's got this bloom <laughs> like that, man. Goodness gracious. Whatever your, whatever your partner tastes like, the whipped cream just accentuates that. Dang. I'm just saying. This is and so and she and like I'm telling you, my baby, she she be baking, she be baking. Like it's it's it's, it's to the point I don't even want to beat her no more because she bakes too well. Like she can't like she can't do anything to fuck it up. So like like what's the point of what's the point of spanking my wife if she bakes that good? <laughs> like what's the point? What's what? the point? She made she basically made like uh freaking um funnel cake balls last night. Like and I'm dead sleep. I'm dead sleep. Yeah. It's like ten o'clock. Like I had a sleep. I had a very sleepy day yesterday. Shout out to diabetes. So, um, so yeah, she come upstairs and I, you know, smelling. I woke up. She got a whole bowl. They're basically it's basically like the fried bread you get from the from the Chinese store, but mm-hmm. it's home freaking made. Like it's not like, like it's it's dope and powdered sugar and, and that's it. It just sounds like it just sounds like an addiction. Listen, 
every other Tuesday, starting June 25th, my wife is having a $10 tasting at our house. Um, you can RSVP, um, at Indies Tasty Treats, um, or Cash App Indies Tasty Treats. That's I N D Y S T A S T Y T R E A T S. Um, just come out and see what it's about. You, um, everybody who RSVPs automatically gets, I think it's 20% off their, their orders. Um, and that's like, and then also, if you can't, if you, if you are CP and you can't make it, mm-hmm. it carries over one. It carries over to one thing. So, you know, you can't miss it. Come kind of deal. You can't miss it. Like, it's dope. So, and then she has some stuff that's coming up, you know, some other stuff that she's going to be like putting together with her baked goods and everything. So, like, you know, it's all coming up. I'm here to plug me, but I got to plug my baby. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> you keep the keep thing you. going. You keep the energy popping, man. So, wow. So we got into. How did I enter the game and experience people that you've met? We brought up something that I wanted to ask you about because someone, uh, I talked to someone earlier. I said, hey, I'm going to interview this cat about, you know, we get Sim and all that. Mm-hmm. She said, could you please ask him what, what were his thoughts on the Fifty Shades movie? I can give you my thoughts based on, on, the, on, on the first two movies. I've only seen the first two movies because I'm kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. But I can give you my reaction when I first saw the movie, when I saw it again, knowing better, and then when I saw the second movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first thought was, once again, black person you don't know this. Yo, this shit is dope. Mm-hmm. Like, who the hell is this motherfucker think he is? Does this dude think he's Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Like, he's Bruce Wayne and Batman during the day. Like, I don't get it. But then, after learning uh, about consent, um giving people space and time to think, um, overstepping boundaries. If Christian Gray didn't have, I'm going to say right now, if Christian Gray didn't have billions of dollars, he'd be in jail straight up, mm-hmm. manipulating, stalking. Now, one could argue that his stalking may have helped save Anna's life a couple times. Okay, cool. But if it's Anna's time to go, it's Anna's time to go. You need to back off, bruh. Like she don't want your ass. <laughs> she don't want your ass. You feel this? Like, like I don't care how many billions you got. Like no means no. Right. Like and then and then on top of that, like you can't also. And then it, um, it sympathizes. It also sympathizes with the abuser because he was abused. So there, he did the same things to other people and to Anna. Mm-hmm. And she forgave him, and it's kind of like, well, all right. I'll put it this way, right? It was written by somebody who loves Twilight. So, what are we really getting in? All right, see, all right. See, Watch the secretary. How about that? Watch the secretary. Okay. Like that's that's the movie. Like that's the movie. Like I watched the secretary as a young person who didn't know even that much about sex, and I knew that that shit was dope. Mm. Like it was weird at the time because I didn't understand. Like uh, my mind wasn't open to it yet, but I was just like, "There's a as being a Leo, being a Leo, control is like a big thing for me." Mm-hmm. So being able to have that control and give control too is really big. So that movie is the one you want to kind of base your stuff off of. If you got into Fifty Shades, have you gotten the kink because of Fifty Shades of Grey? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like being jumped into a game, yeah. but like they use like squeaky toys. All right, like you might you might get like a really bad ouch out of it, but it's like okay, you know, you still kind of got like kind of got beat up, but not really. Okay. 
but you here now, so you know you family. Just don't, just don't do that shit. <laughs> just don't do that shit. Like you know when you grow, yeah, you know right? evolution. Yeah. So, because I mean, one of the biggest complaints that I heard from uh, people who have watched the movie was that, yeah, Fifty Shades talks about BDSM, but it doesn't talk about aftercare at all, at all. And it's kind of crazy because, self-admittedly, I'm really bad. I'm really bad at aftercare. Unless it, unless I'm, I'm cupping the mic so you guys can hear me properly. Unless it's like explicitly talked about, I'm really bad at it. Um, and I also understand, and it's and the reason why I'm bad at it is not because I lack compassion or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like aftercare is a very personal, personal, personal thing. Not to say that what we did before the need to aftercare wouldn't be a personal thing, but mm-hmm. for some reason I have a better detachment with the impact play and the and the other things that I do mm-hmm. um, that I do aftercare. Like certain people have actually earned type of aftercare uh, compassion from me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you know, for me, like to want to do it more now. My wife, who is kind of still on her kink journey, she thinks that she wants to be an aftercare specialist. She would be my aftercare specialist. Mm-hmm. So say if um we just have a young uh, a lovely young person young lady or old lady <laughs> somebody who comes in and does a forced orgasm and impact scene with me mm-hmm. and they need to be comforted afterwards my wife would be the one to step in and give them comfort and everything like that mm-hmm. not to say that I'm just like you know and then like you know just finger some chicken is squirting everywhere and then I just leave and that's it no but it's just like that for some reason that extra part of it sometimes doesn't uh i don't know it's kind of it's, it's, it's a little bit more personal than i want to give i guess mm-hmm. so for that part i would have like my wife or another aftercare specialist we're trying to make this a thing aftercare specialist mm-hmm. so because she my wife doesn't think that she's a submissive okay my wife doesn't really think she's a submissive submissive mm-hmm. like she thinks that she's more like a subservient dominant i guess so it's kind of like you know she's still trying to figure it out we're trying to figure it out so mm-hmm. But it's um, you know, it'll be cool when we when we do finally figure it out. So breaking down to that, like the the whole dominant submissive relationship, mm-hmm. like I've seen it illustrated countless times like, in the in the content that you've created, and it's just always interesting to me because I one question I had to ask you first was like, how do you go about casting for these? Hmm. The only way I can really answer that is the way I've always asked. Or, always answered how do i get people to do stuff i asked them really okay. um even um some of the the more known people i guess like um diamond ortega diamond ortega actually was a special it's kind of like a special situation where it wasn't like an ass thing she saw what i was trying to do and she was like i want to do that mm-hmm. because she's been working with great white people mm-hmm. not, not you know like i actually wanted to work with them mm-hmm. but she was always you know it's always an interracial thing so like the thing was, it's like either it's a white, a white dominant with a black submissive woman, a black dominant man with a white submissive woman, or two strong type dominant black people with a white submissive, uh, or two white dominants with a white or a black submissive, but it's never all black. Like I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first and only all black uh ds scene i saw i think it was with orpheus black and um 
since Portal, I think they said she'd passed away since Loria Alexa, I think it was. They were like in a leather, like they were in a room with leather, some other dude. I think Mr. Marcus fucked her or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was like because he let her, because Orpheus let her, whatever. And that was like the first time I saw all black people. And it's like, I think the only one I can remember, like now. So now it's like, like I try to channel Orpheus a little bit, just cause, like, and that's the only time I've seen it. I follow him on, t- on Twitter, I mean, uh, on Tumblr for the longest, because mm-hmm. um, I love his artwork and everything also. But like, my stature, like the way I move around sometimes, a little bit of Orpheus in it. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, it's just, that's what it is. So now, when I was first started, I just asked people because I was just shooting back and back and back and forth, back and forth. Now, I literally, I, I try to stay away from vanilla people now mm-hmm. when it comes to kink stuff. Like some of my more artistic shots are done by my models who have been with me for a while. Like, I have one model who comes up, she lives in Atlanta, she comes up once a year and shoots, and, like, she's, like, the last two years, she killed this, these two bonded shoes she did. Mm-hmm. And, but she's not into BDSM at all. Like, she supports me, because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we've been working for a long time, but she's not into it, like, you know, for real, for real. She could, she'd be, like, the best dominatrix ever. Mm-hmm. Like, she'd probably be, like, the best dominatrix, like, closet switch ever, because I know she's a big teddy bear. But, like, She's just not into it that way, you know, into a lifestyle. But then I have the vanilla people. That's why I'm not going to cast any more vanilla people for it because I get the, I'm interested and they'll shoot and then they get scared. And they don't say they're scared, but you can kind of feel it. It's like, yeah, I'm not really interested anymore, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, and like they are not in a mindset to be open as somebody who is in the community would be. Right. Like, I had a conversation on the way over here with somebody who I used to work with, and she called me because even though we're, we don't really, we're cordial, and, but we don't work together anymore, she knew that because of what this is, mm-hmm. she can call me and ask me, and it's not going to be no rah-rah or nothing like that, even though we had a disagreement, mm-hmm. you know, she can still call me and ask me about our content and, you know, stuff, because we have that, it's like a sort, it's like a code of conduct BDSM has, mm-hmm. like BDSM lifestyles have, so when it goes about casting, it's like I'm literally looking to work with people in our community now just for Black Club BDSM. If you want to do some Captain Ragged stuff, you want to do some normal stuff, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for the people who are either definitely interested or or already in it enough where they know themselves and know exactly what they want. Because I like I literally just had I I literally just had somebody um I guess not I guess quit Black Love. Not quit working with me, but quit Black Love. Mm-hmm. Because it just wasn't her thing. She thought she liked it. She likes being spanked. Okay. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but, you know, so that's what, that's what she likes, but she doesn't want to be extra with it. So. Okay. Yeah. So what it goes about casting. And then, like, I have a whole bunch of dudes that always hit me up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like, I'm this close to finding the guy to work with. Like, that, um, that I'm bringing in myself. Like I'm this close to finding like it's like really you can't see because it's radio, but it's my fingers are really close together. Right. <laughs> but um, but the same thing with guys as it is with when I work with regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Men are horrible people. Like I mean, inherently we're we're really shitty. Mm-hmm. Like it's really bad, and I'm reminded of that every other day on social media. Like I, I've gotten sent so many dick pics. Because people thought I was a girl. Like, if I was, 
at the time when I when it was start first started happening, like especially when I first started out, it was just like, oh, and you curse the dude out, whatever, blah 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 blah. blah. Now, and Kink has helped me with this. I've been I'm so comfortable. Kink and photography have helped me be comfortable around naked people, mm-hmm. as well as a background in theater that we're not going to get into today. <laughs> but I've been I've been comfortable around naked people like the majority of my life now, and I got to a point where I lost that, and I was just like a little dickhead. So, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, all right, cool. You send me a picture of your dick. I'm going to forward it with your with your name tag to every gay dude I know. And it's not that they're going to do anything, but at the same time, that's threatening to white cis dudes because that's that's what it is. White cis dudes, Indian dudes. <sighs> I mean, the occasional ashy dick nigga is the occasional one, but like it's mostly white dudes and Asian and Asian. No, I'm sorry, Indian dudes like. They gotta call the horny police on them Indian dudes, bro. Cause look, I had, I had like a blog like two years ago and I posted a picture of like this model. It was like, she was, in, I guess, in a villain clothing. Mm-hmm. It was like from Complex Magazine or whatever. Yo. It was like an hour or two later. I look in the comments. It's this mad Indian dudes in my comments talking some wild shit, yo. Let me do this. Let me lick your feet. Let me love you. I'm like, yo. You know it's racist when you do the voice, right? I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but like, because the names, but I, I knew where it was from. Right. Like, you go check the fucking analytics. It says like, boom, 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 boom. And it was like, yo. I said, yo, motherfucker. You like your chicken analytics? Yeah, because I was trying to figure out like. Where they coming from? With a blog, I'm like, who was reading my shit? And I see like, okay, today all this is coming from like, India. I said, all right. And I see these names. I said, they're from India. And I see what they're saying. I'm like, this thing's just wilding. You're ridiculous. Yo, listen. Like, they're, and then, like, all right, so I drive Uber. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're almost as bad. Like, they're, they're worse online because the internet is a mask. But when they're in person, like, listening to them talking about people, like, talking about women, mm-hmm. yo, it's the most disgusting. Like, I mean, men in general are disgusting, but like, I, and I thought, like, you know, black dudes, like, we, bitches hoes all the time but like the way they just it's not even like they don't use the same words like they use words and the, the way they describe sometimes like yo y'all want to wife out this bunch are y'all sure like are these the ones y'all picking wives out of because if so y'all are out of luck I and mean, this is what y'all thinking of like it's horrible like real bad real bad i think maybe because they're like and over there like there's there's a high level being repressed sexually over there yeah and so over here they're like oh we're over here let's talk some wild shit i'm like yo this is out of line listen i don't know like we should have a thirsty olympics that's the best that we should have a thirst olympics we got niggas white guys hispanic dudes indian dudes we can try asian dudes See if you can get some like, cause like if they're they're either real quiet or they real out there. So you can find if you can find a, enough to make a team, you know we can. Like, that could be Greek guys. That's gonna be that's gonna be cool. that's another one. The cat calling category alone is gonna is gonna be crazy. Hey yo, Scarlett, great sweatpants, great sweatpants. Talking to you. Pretty baby. Pretty baby. Pretty baby. Come here, pretty baby. Pretty baby. Pretty baby. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Oh come my in. God. <laughs> God, people sound like Balky out here trying to holler at you. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's too much, man. But you know, back to what you were saying, like, it's just, it's just some wild shit, man. I can imagine, cause like, I don't know, man. Cause I feel like also people have to feel comfortable when they're like in front of the camera as well. Yeah. I have conversations all the time with people beforehand. Mm-hmm. I haven't, 
uh, I don't think I've ever really done a. I've done a, a few nude shoots sight unseen, mm-hmm. but like black love BDSM, I don't think I've ever done anything where I haven't talked to the person what's about because you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like not just for safety, but like for le- legal issues sometimes. Like it's something like I had a I had a porn star, um, great great actress uh, Melody Cummings. She came and shot with me last fall or last spring, and she was doing bondage. She did um uh, a fucking machine scene. Um great machines. <laughs> they are dope. Um she did a fucking machine scene, which is up on my porn hub. Um you go to Black Love BDSM is in the playlist for Melanie Cummings. Um I was actually getting her ready for another excuse me, another scene where I was tying her up. I had an anal hook in her and um she had clips all over her body. She was down and like kind of um, only being supported by the rope in the, from the ceiling mm-hmm. and she had not properly had nutrition that day Ooh. so she got lightheaded and everything so me knowing first aid thankfully what you should know if you're going to do bsm you must know safety things I'm just lucky that me, my life got me to where I am. For, and I, I, I was lucky enough to learn that stuff along the way already. Mm-hmm. So she started getting lightheaded. I cut her down, um, literally carried her upstairs to my basement because my, my dungeon is in the basement. So I had to, cl- I had to carry her upstairs. <laughs> no, it's better when it's on the, on like another floor and you can like get a secret door or something. Like, that's where I really went. If, if, like, my family didn't know my house, like, my fa- if my house wasn't my grandfather's old house, I could totally seal off a room. Right. And they would never know. But they go, says, what happens in the other room? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, so I carried her. I had to carry her upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and got her some food, some water, and whatever. Nursed her back to health. I was like, all right, so we're not going to do any more bondage because we want to keep you, you know, keep your airways. And then we just went like, and did like a spanking and forced orgasm thing real quick. And then that was it. But yeah, but like, you got to know, like you got to communicate. Like she didn't let me know. Like she, when she came in, she had like a Wawa, uh, you know, Wawa wrap. Mm-hmm. And only like a couple bites taken out of it. And I thought that was because she knew she was going to be tied up and have butt stuff due to her, done to her. So she didn't want to like explode or, or throw up. Yeah. So that was cool. But like, she's, you know, so we talked about it and everything, and she was cool, and we did the the other the makeup scene and everything. So I'm I'm just letting you know from this angle because of the because of the fuzzy thing on the mic, it looks like you have a clown nose. Because <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> <laughs> like your face line totally like right up. So I just want to let you know if I if I accidentally bust out laughing or ran out of here because I don't like clowns, that's why. Oh bad, yo, yeah, so. <laughs> See the uh, yeah, my mic cover is red, yo. It's, it's a whole red mic thing. Even the cord is red. It's yeah, just, the cord is red. The fuzzy thing is red. Wow, yo, that's hilarious. First one ever heard that too, but yo, people probably thought it's probably ain't saying this to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> you will know what my thoughts are. If I think it's funny, if I think it's funny, I have to tell somebody. It just depends on who it is. That's hilarious, bro. But yeah. But shout out to you for uh, making sure she was, uh, you know, what I mean, taken care of. Yeah, like, and it, it scared me because, like, she to date, I guess, would be the most successful person in porn that I've shot. Like, her and Diamond are kind of neck and neck. Like, Diamond's doing her thing on mini vids, I think, or my cams, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like in the, like the top ten, and then Melody is just traveling like 
a crazy person. Like she's been all over. She's about to do like a gangbang thing. I wish I was there for it to at least shoot because I don't, I don't do gangbangs. Not my kid. But but yeah, but like you know, they're both doing their thing. So like, I didn't want to break this. <laughs> I didn't want to break this news breakout porn star. <laughs> I was like, she's all tiny and stuff anyway. So it was like, you know, I didn't want to break her. It was like, yeah, she went to go shoot with Jason. It was like, she came back. I'm showing yourself. Don't go out there. <laughs> well, two things. One thing is I've seen Melody's work. She's great. Yeah, what she does. The second thing is uh, speaking of like gangbangs. This is a side note. I gotta talk about this in public. So, Japanese anime can be on some wild shit when it wants to be. Right? The hentai. I'm about to say that, hentai. Right? But this movie wasn't, it wasn't in the hentai category. With my homies, you know, my, me and two of my homies and my, um, actually all three of them, but two of them date, you know, me and my homegirl, my homie and my other homie. Mm-hmm. It was in Watson's film called Wicked City. And it's 1987. I'm thinking cool, standard Japanese anime film, might get a little crazy, but not too much. Fair. Besides my man, like, they show my man, like, you know, him, him getting, like, the uh, the facial expression of, of receiving good head from this woman, right? Right. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Let's, let's keep it going. He's having sex with her. I see, you know, like, her vagina becomes like a monster's mouth. That freaked me out, right? And then... One of them, one of them just got like wrapped up by a tentacle monster. And if you know, if you know Japanese porn, you know what tentacles do. Yeah. Facts. And then there was a scene where the woman got caught up again. The time she got caught up in a gangbang, right? But the thing about me that, that made me laugh at, at the situation was that this was going on and the, and the protagonist is having a casual conversation with the antagonist while this is happening. Just it's off to the side, just off to the side. Yeah, you know how back in the eighties, like how their suits used to be. He's walking in with his hands in his pockets, talking shit to the antagonist with his sleeves rolled up. Yeah, just just having a whole regular, regular conversation. Meanwhile, she's getting drilled by these demons and shit. I'm like, well, not demons. These dudes wearing glasses and suits and shit. Like she's getting like gang banged by these um, agents from the, from the Matrix or some whatever. Man, it was some wild shit. I what was, was it like, called? it's called Wicked City. Wicked City came on eighty seven. Where'd you watch it at? My friend's crib. Just. They seen it. I ain't seen it. Wait, where was it on? Like, was it on the internet or was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, got that side note out the way, right? <laughs> um, it says game bang. It's just trickery. Something in my head. I had to get out my system. All right. So here's the next question I got for you, right? Okay. Um, when it comes down to preparing for a scene, how do you go about doing it? All right. If I'm preparing for an impact scene, mm-hmm. I have to have caffeine. Okay. Because I am not 25 anymore. <laughs> I'm not smacking bitches all night. I'm not. And right. I, and I'd use the term bitches loosely, <laughs> very mm-hmm. loosely. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not beating people all night. I can't do it anymore. Right. I have a large, very large paddle named Clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 2.6 pounds, made from purple heart oak, hard as fuck. Currently the record is nine. Mm hmm. That's how many somebody's taken. That's the current record. If you'd like to break it, please, Jeez. please, please see me because, you know, content. Right. But <laughs> like, so for impact scene, I, you know, I'll just make sure I'm, you know, I have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I eat, you know, I eat hearty because I'm not going to be like hunched over or anything like that. Now for like forced orgasm, mm-hmm. for forced orgasm, it's not really much to prepare for. I might use my stress ball a little bit because I'm going to be, you know, use my fingers a lot. 
Yeah. But other than that, I got to just mentally prepare for it. I have to listen. I have to be prepared to listen, especially if it's somebody new. Mm-hmm. I have to be prepared to listen to their body. Uh, most people who are really good at fingering people know that the coochie will talk to you in Morse code by squeezing and releasing. So you kind of had to just listen to that for people. Um, um, I only, I do have carte blanche to do whatever I want to on camera, but mm-hmm. I kind of just curve it a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm married and, you know, not everybody's intentions on the other side, not on our side, but on the other side may not be for, you know, business purposes. So, you know, I, um, so I'm very limited, uh, with who I use my body with, i.e. face fucking, uh, Mm-hmm. videos so far i have like a handful not all of them are out but mm-hmm. you know i have a handful um shout out to um la lola clits fucking beast uh shout out to <laughs> gia godiva mm-hmm. in dmv actually the first person first person to make me come from head straight up gia godiva straight up suck that shit Listen, you want you like you want you want to sh- <laughs> listen. listen. <laughs> yeah, never, I've never experienced that. People, I am, some women get upset. Like, what you mean? I like, know exactly. Saying that shit all the time. I'm so like, but, it, it, but it's real. It's, it's never, it's never it's happened. Thing. It's a real it's, thing. It's never happened. People come close, but it's like, ah, it ain't happening. Listen, it's like, I mean, it's just, it just, it was just a thing. I mean, it happens now. But she unlocked it from some, like, you know, she unlocked it. So whatever. Shout out to her. Uh, shout, of course, shout out to Diamond Ortega. Mm-hmm. Those are the three, um, that I've worked with on camera that are out right now that I can put out right now. Okay. So, um, shout out to them for, you know, believe it in a nigga sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fuck their faces. <laughs> um, teamwork. Yeah, right. Teamwork made the dream work. And, but yeah, when I prepare for that, I just usually ask them how they prefer. Their penises to be manicured. I'll shave it all. I'll leave hair where you need it to. Of course, paperwork with new people that, you know, that I have to work with. And even people I haven't worked with for a while, you know, just make sure they're up to date and make sure I'm up to date. But stay tested, everybody. Yes. So, but yeah, so that's how I prepare for that stuff. I'm trying to think of anything else. Bondage. Usually just wash the rope <laughs> and dry it. If you're going to wash, oh, listen, kids, if you're going to wash your rope at home, don't wash it by itself in the washing machine especially if it's not knotted off because mm-hmm. you'll have a bunch of tinier ropes and they'll all be conjoined together and you'll never get them get them apart so if you're going to do it make sure your ends are tied together or, or your ends are knotted so they don't come out and then also do a daisy chain youtube gate daisy chain if you don't know what it is mm-hmm. um and then put it in there and then put it in like a a, a, a washer a washer bag or like a pillowcase bag or something okay. And then you put it in the washing machine and dry it that way. Some people like to dry it, air dry it. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. I don't got time for that. We have dryers. So I'll just dry it that way. But um, other than that, I'm trying to think anything else, any kind of other scenes. I mean, I sweep the floor, I guess. Um, especially, oh, actually, you know, that's true. No, I do sweep the floor. I sweep the floor, especially if I have a squirter coming because sometimes I like to kneel and I don't want the dust to be like dirty. Like super dirty or whatever. So I do sweep and like kind of like bleach the floor a little bit, like to make sure it's kind of clean. As clean as it can be because it's it's really hard to sweep that entire basement and not leave something. So I just try to clean the area. I wipe down everything before and after, Mm -hmm. usually Clorox wipes and um, stuff like that. I don't know. I think Uh, wash your toys, soap and water, hot soap and water, depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. All my metal stuff is 
wash with hot water. And so, uh, man, preparation. Just make sure everybody's in the right uh, space. Now, I'm not one of those people who is against being under the influence, I guess, when they seem. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't say under the influence. Like, I've never been, like, super nodded off high or I'm actually never drunk, so it doesn't matter. But if you need a puff to just get you relaxed or something like that, I kind of provide that too sometimes. Oh, cool. I used to have alcohol in my house. Now all my rum is used for my wife's rum cake, which you should order because it's delicious. I meant to bring you some because she made a cake. She made a cake. I know. I told you I was running late. I, I was, I was totally out of it. Like she made a cake last week for her job and it, it was, um, what's it called? Uh, like it, was, it came out destroyed, mm-hmm. but it was delicious. I got you next time. Yo, right. shout out to you, bro. <laughs> I got like I'm a, I'm gonna bring like a whole thing next time. Mm-hmm. Like if there is a next time, you have me back. I'll bring like a whole like little goodie thing for you. I'll make sure she like she'll have it ready. But yeah, so but yeah, um, any other type of preparation, you just make sure everything's clean. Like that's like the biggest thing. Make sure everything's clean, including yourself and your partner. Wipe your cameras down because I have to because like in the middle of shooting, I'm going from you know knuckle deep. And somebody to moving the camera around with gloves on, so I have to wipe everything down. So yeah, so just make sure everything's clean. Black love, yo. yeah, black love, black love. I hear these things. So here's the thing: I, you know, when you go in from it as because you're part of the scene as well, mm-hmm. and also you're, of course, you're being the director, you're a filmmaker. When do you know when the scene is is good? Well, you know, like damn it, this is a wrap. When I catch my face in the camera, sometimes mm-hmm. like. So, I cover my face now for the most part, but sometimes I didn't, and like mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I'm kind of like fuck it, because like my family already knows what I do mm-hmm. and everything. Kind of can't you can't shame me with this, so it's like whatever. Um, the worst you could do is like if I had like a really good job offer or something like that, and they like said no. But so, but I was doing this one scene with Glam Kitty in a warehouse, mm-hmm. and she had the anal hook in and I was pistoning the shit out of her cooch with, with the, uh, the dildo mm-hmm. and she, her pussy just exploded. I'm sorry. I just like exploded. <laughs> I just spit everywhere. <laughs> but she, but she, like, she like exploded everywhere and like you could see my face like light up because it was like the perfect angle and I could see it mm-hmm. but I wasn't high. I wasn't high as in um, height enough mm-hmm. to, to look at it and enjoy it without my face being on camera so it's just there now. So it's just a part of that scene. But yeah, so like when I, when something makes me laugh mm-hmm. or something makes me smile, like um, I had a scene with an old friend who goes by Velma Black, and I was asking her something, you know, just regular rattling off mm-hmm. quick fire questions for her, stuff to a- answer while you're doing stuff to her, and she's made some sort of answer and it just made me laugh, and it's you know it's real. I like to keep and I keep that stuff in there because it's real. But so like I try not to do the whole work with people with the yeah yeah like i need some earthy ass orgasms mm-hmm. like shout out to levi succubus in new york she came down and shot with me a couple years like a year or two ago and she's the machine and like her orgasms are, are just so just deep like the, the the tone of her voice is like you know it's real it's not like that katie like you know shout out to katie morgan because she's great like, I mean, I've met Katie Morgan. She's amazing. Like, like, but she doesn't sound like that. She doesn't have that, that, ah, 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 ah. like, she's like, I've seen enough of Katie Morgan to know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Shout out to Katie Morgan. Shout out to Katie Morgan and Evan Stone. Cause, oh, Evan Stone, if you ever hear this, I still have 
the video of your seminar from Exotica 2015 in, in Dallas. I still have it. It's it's all one thing. I'm about to actually, I might as well just upload the Pornhub and tag you because I've I been waiting to get this to him for like four years. But, but yeah, but like, you know, I want people who are going to come for real. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I shot a video with um, a model who became a Glovey. Gloveys are people are, all right, so let me explain that real quick. Glovey mm-hmm. is a submissive who shoots with me. Mm-hmm. And I use that term instead of submissive or any other type of S type is because they don't belong to me. Mm. They're not mine. So they're not my submissive. They're my gloveys. They come in. They're like models. Like glovey is like a model submissive. Okay. Okay. So, but I had a girl who was a model and she became a glovey. Mm-hmm. And like the first video she shot, actually, I'm sorry. She was a model. She tried to do porn, regular porn. Mm-hmm. She did a solo scene and it was the driest shit ever because she don't make no noise. Right. Like, I mean, maybe that's how she is on like her not making noise in general mm-hmm. just wasn't good. So like the second time she shot with me, she shot as a glovey and used the machine and she squared it for the first time. And she was like, and it was like a surprise. Like she's like, Oh, I'm squared. Like it's like she was like, and her leg was shaking and stuff. Like she was like, she had to like move. It's like a whole scene, like a whole like little clip. Mm-hmm. And that was like different, like you know, it was it was real, it was more real than her sitting there going, ah, ah, you know, like typical, it, shit, yeah, yeah. yeah, typical, you know, typical porn sounds. So I'm trying to get some music. If you if you're a music producer and you have some some sexy, like some you know, I should say a modern sounding sexy music mm-hmm. or whatever, like look me up because I can't I, I can't do that and shoot. I just don't have the, I just don't have the patience anymore. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to steal all my brother's old tracks from when we were teenagers mm. and just slow them down and put them on the back of my, on the back of the porn. Shout out to, 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 uh, to Roy Jackson. That's my brother. Shout out to brother Roy, man. So, you know, before we, you know, get up out of here and, and get to the end of this thing here, right? I want to ask you a question, brother. Tallahassee. <laughs> Tallahassee. Listen, it's probably, it probably fit the, it probably fit as an answer. Alright, so I was going <laughs> to ask you, right? It's like in terms of your platform, where, what are your goals for? Where do you see it going in the next couple of years? Besides Tallahassee. So my main goal above all else is to be a successful person of color in kink porn. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be, me moving out to Vegas and working with a company mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean black glove has to be successful. I want to be successful. Right. I'm trying to take as many people as I can along the way. I try to help as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. I've been paid for my shoots. I can't, I, I literally can't pay people for shoots, mm-hmm. but I give people their content. Everybody who's ever shot with me has exactly what we shot. Right. Like has all, at least at the very least, all the edited content we shot. Cause I am still a photographer at heart, heart mm-hmm. and I can't stand my raw footage being out in the news. But other than that, you know, everybody has their content so they can make their money. They can sell their stuff if they want. But as long as it has the name on it, people know they're looking for me. Right. So, but my goal is to like just be successful in black king porn, whether that's just doing the Pornhub thing, whether that's doing a website or doing a podcast, just being positive, you know, just being in black kink in general and the black kink community and being a positive figure mm-hmm. or not, or just not just a positive figure like there's, cause there's negativity everywhere, but just be, just to be that dude, you know, the dude mm-hmm. who people go to for certain things, you know, just, you know, for their stuff. Right. 
you know, I just want to be successful in black tech, just in general. Like, I don't make a lot of money, I should mm-hmm. say, but it's worth it when people see their end products, you know, you know, or like a lot of people I shoot have, they, the women that I shoot with, like kink wise, they're the girls who have already looked at themselves in the mirror with like, look at their vagina in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like they're the type that's already done that. Like they're not, their vagina doesn't intrigue them, right. but they've never seen their vagina squirt in a mirror or, or they've never seen their, that angle of what's being done to them mm-hmm. and everything. So they like that. And I like giving it to them. Right. Both ways, like showing them the stuff and doing the actual scenes is fun too. Right. It's always fun. But yeah, so I just see myself being, you know, I guess an elder, maybe. Like a big homie. Yeah, like a big homie, like especially on the production side, not just the lifestyle side. Right. But people who want to do it as a business, you know, what do you need? Like I had a girl who recently stopped Black Love and just wants to do regular stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and that's because she wanted to make it a business, but she wasn't putting the work in. So when you do, like when you come with me, if you come shoot with me, right? Mm-hmm. Say, all right, say you're my new male talent, right? This is what you want to do this. Right. All right. So we got, <laughs> so we got, um, uh, what was it? Purple, purple soul chocolate. This was, this, this is the nickname. Yep. Purple soul chocolate. So we got purple soul chocolate. He's going to, what do you identify as in King community? Dominant, submissive. Um, I would say dominant, but I feel like with, for the right situation, I could switch it up. All right. So, all right. So. This is, I'm, I'm going, this is you as a model mm-hmm. for this. So this is, uh, PSC. I'm going to shorten it. PSC. <laughs> PSC switch and he does bondage, impact play, but doesn't receive impact play and blah, 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 blah right? right? That's your Instagram tagline. Boom. Right there. You know, your name and all that stuff, but you have to make that Instagram. I'm not going to make it for you. Right. You come shoot with me. You bring, a, you and naturally can come. Y'all do a scene and I shoot it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that scene. I'm going to post it on my stuff or whatever, but that's not the only place it should be. It should be on your stuff too. You have to put it out there. You have to do that work because if you're not promoting yourself, like it's not like it's just me and you. It's me and you and uh Juicy Bottom. It's me, you, and Piggy. It's me, you, and Sephora Fox, mm-hmm. you and Diamond Ortega. I have a lot of other people that I have to put out there. Mm-hmm. So you have to do your own footwork. You have to do at least 50% of your own footwork. Right. So that's the thing. Like, I'm here to help people mm-hmm. do this. But at the same time, you have to also help yourself. I can't do it for you. I can't do everything for you. I can shoot it. I can edit it. And that's the thing about it. It's kind of like you connect it to how, like, indie rapper goes. Like, yeah, you got signed to a label. Cool. They're giving you all that you need. Cool. But if you're not doing legwork for yourself. Right. If you're not going out shooting your own videos for yourself or getting yourself where you need to be, then... It's, it's kind of like the statement goes, like, it's only going to go as far as you want to take it. Yep, as far as you're going to take it. Right. Shout out to taking the fall. That's all I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. even if, like, <laughs> like I have aspirations of having a studio that's open for kink space. Right. Like, or uh, the kinky beat, uh, bread and breakfast. Bre- uh, bed and breakfast that my wife and I keep talking about. That'd be cool. Like, you know, and it's not even just, you know, you don't come there. You don't come there to get kinky. Mm-hmm. You come there because it's allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bread and breakfast, but yeah. it's kink friendly. Like, I'll have, you would have blocks out the air, mm-hmm. you know, where you won't take any vanilla clients. Like, you know, you have to, you know, but so you have events and stuff. But, you know, it's just, you know, I just want the kink community to be something that one that black people are are able to enjoy and it's not just white people shit no more. Mm-hmm. 
Because even now, it could be like I was talking to my siblings on Father's Day, mm-hmm. and I had, I had this I had this tank top on, mm-hmm. and like they know that I shoot porn, like you know, especially my brother. So it's like you know they were asking my sister was asking me like I explained to her what BDSM I explained to them what BDSM stood for and that was just the whole confusing thing because you know it stands for three things instead of just one yeah and it's you know you gotta yeah so it's just the thing so I just wanted to be where people aren't black people aren't seeing it as something that's weird white people eat devilish I mean but that's just a whole other thing you see it as devilish that's that's what yeah, I love it so that's white people shit man so yeah. I say people refer to it I'm like it's, it actually is for everybody cuz I mean technically yeah it is like I mean. I feel like it is, but at the same time, white people shit is fun and shit. Like, I mean, I mean, most white people shit is black people shit anyway. Facts. <laughs> Just so it happens that we're on the other side of the, on the other side of it. Yep. Yeah. Yo, this is, I'm so glad you came down, bro. You should just record conversations. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> is that whole first part? <laughs> I'm like, yo, this would be great to be on air. At the same time, I'm like, this should not be on air. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, I kept that shit clean. Clean oh, off. Oh, but yeah, this has been an incredible episode. Have fun talking about some wild shit with the brother Black Love or Black Love BDSM. You can call me Jason. Like, Jason. You can call me Jason G. Right. Or Jason. JGRJ. Jason. Yeah. JGRJ. Jason. Call him. Shout out to Jason. So before we get up out of here, my brothers, anything you want to say? Just uh, just follow me on Instagram uh, at b l c k g l o v e on Twitter and Tumblr. I'm still on Tumblr. I know it's dead, but I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically use the second Instagram, but um, I post my teaser like the safer work teasers and stuff on Tumblr with mm-hmm. the link to the porn that I put on Pornhub. So, um, Black Love BDSM, all one word on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, follow my wife in these chasey treats, I-N-D-Y-S-T-A-S-T-Y-T-R-E-A-T-S. Um, if you got any baked goods, all occasions. Um, and, uh, follow Weirdest New Black on Instagram. What, what? Uh, he's going to change his name to Purple Soul Chocolate. <laughs> that's, that's the name. <laughs> that's his, like, that's what his voice sounds, Purple Soul Chocolate. So, Oops. yeah. So, yeah. Just tune in, tune in to, to my man's every, every, whenever he posts. Facts, that's it, yeah. <laughs> whenever he posts. Yeah, whenever he posts, yep. feeling froggy. So, yeah, so it's been great. Like, I've been looking forward to this. And I, I'm so in the smack because I was late. I'm, 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 I was sitting in the chair. I figured and that's out. the thing. I was about to take a nap, and then I, I'm, I'm just lucky I looked because I'd have been so mad. I'd have been mad at myself, like just like, dang, I missed it. I had to laugh. First thing you said was shit. Yep. <laughs> that's what. Yo, that's my that's my go to. Yo, if it was funny or if it's bad, shit. Because <laughs> just that's, that's how I feel. That's how it is. Yeah, so it was all good, man. I was glad you came through, family. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Shout out to. Uh, to uh DK, Sir DK, he has a um cigar social on August seventeenth at the Douglas Club in Germantown. Okay. Make sure y'all check that out. Just a bunch of good kinky people have you know, having cigars and drinks, you know, discussing whatever. 
Still dope as fuck. Yeah, you should come. This is Germantown. Yeah, it's in Germantown. I think the tickets are in Eventbrite. I, I can't remember how much they are. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought mine yet, but I'm plugging. <laughs> I'm plugging for my homie. Wow. There's so many people I want to plug, and it's like it's weird because I can't remember who to plug. Like, um, shout out to Devour Bunny. She makes paddles and is one of my glovies and uh she's dope a dope artist in general um she paints and all that stuff too um shout out to naturally kinky just for being naturally kinky facts <laughs> facts um shout out to Glo- uh, glam kitty juicy bottom all the other glovies sephora fox princess piggy um jesus christ melody cummings thank melody cummings yeah melody cummings Talk thank you, you for not dying <laughs> Thank you for not dying under my charge. Um, Sumerian, Iris the Sub, Honey Dick Cream Pie. I'm just looking at people like I got on my, on my Instagram. I'm just scrolling down. Uh, uh, Kitty Cheshire, Queen Kitty Cheshire, Satin Cheshire, um, uh, Lola, damn, uh, Blue Eye Massacres, Diamond, Ortega, just everybody. Everybody, Velma, uh, Tsunami, everybody who's working with me. That's everybody. Levi. Yeah, that's everybody. So far. Everybody on my name anyway. Facts. Some of y'all don't deserve to be named. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. Oh, and my beta, of course. My beta. My beta. If she ever listens to this, I don't want to make sure. Because she's like the sixth person on my on the list right now. Mm-hmm. If I didn't say something. But other than that, just wrap it up. Wrap it up. Because I'm long with it. Hurry. Boom, pal, surprise. Episode 60 is done. Finished. Finito. Thank you for listening. Peace.